Glang, 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 glang. Welcome, Rob. Welcome, well, thank, welcome to you, and thank you for the intro there. Yeah, no worries. I was just uh, giving a little bit of because we want to discuss this theme tune at some point, don't we? We do, yeah. But yeah. we're not going to do it right now because this is a cracking episode. It is, it is yeah. Right. Yeah. After last week, which I didn't really like, and what did you think? Yeah, as, as I was saying at the time, I think I enjoyed talking to you about it more than I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, the, it was, William and Mary wasn't so hot. Good, nice story, just, just like meh. Um, but this is the episode... Back to back to good old classic unexpected standards, uh, lamb to the slaughter. This is if you haven't already guessed, or if you've clicked on it by accident and you were expecting to find I don't know something else like uh, a bit of wool or something. Yeah, if you were expecting to find a bit of wool on the podcast, we'll how to make wool. This is actually the t- the unexpected tales about the tales of the t- tales of the unexpected tales, which we're going to read and watch. Watch, we're going to watch and then speak. Yeah, we'll not be reading about it. No reading, just watching and speaking. We will. But we will be reading our notes because we've been making We will, notes. we will, that is true. Yeah. As we watch the episode. I think I might have misled you there. There is some reading involved, yeah. although you won't get to see that. No, but it depends how much you write, I suppose. So if you've not written much, then you won't need to read much. No. credits that roll we know that Susan George and Brian Blessed are in this episode from the credits big actors at the time big actors big stars yeah yeah big stars Uh, at the time it's uh, probably a bit of a coup I was thinking is this the first time that we've had sort of really big big actors in there because we're talking proper films for yeah this is yeah these are money actors these are definitely names that you would go right there in it I'll watch this then yeah she's a beautiful woman Blessed, big old actor, uh, great voice. I mean, you know, we often have a link to fame here. We had you and Paul Daniels this week. My link here is that I actually did go fishing with his brother once. Brian Blessed's brother? Yes. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, Where's, how did that happen? <laughs> well, we both used to go to the same uh, sort of club on a, on a Sunday uh, where you, you know, for drinks 12 till 2, that sort of thing, when licensing hours were a bit different to how they are now. And uh, they uh, they had a match and uh, he and I both went. We were on sort of adjacent pegs. And so uh, that's my link to Brian. That's fantastic. Uh, he uh, hasn't got the beers. No. no. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Does he look like him? Does mm. sound like him? Not really, but I mean, he might have been toning it down so as not uh, to frighten the fish. You know? <laughs> Another link here oh. is tenuous, oh. but um, my mum's name is Susan, and my dad's name was George. Oh, right. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So right. we're, we're in? Yeah. Okay. Let's kick the show off with, this is your man, Roald Dahl, Roald Dahl. Yeah. Is back in his study office type thing explains that this story wasn't down to his mind uh, initially like at least the idea didn't yeah, come from the, the germ isn't it the germ came from Ian Fleming Ian Fleming uh, who we've mentioned they were mates at the time and he was out they were in Vermont at yeah. the time and they had a bad dinner which was lamb and they said you know whoever cooked this should be shot or yeah, I think, I think, yeah I think he said yeah 
it's obviously been in the freezer for years or something. Ah, that was it, yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, the, the woman who cooked it ought to have been shot. Shot, and he says, no, 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 I've got a better yeah. got a better ending for that. And there's, the story grew from there. So there's, in this one, we're in the previous episodes, you said this is a story about um, a little bit of, it, you know, nastiness, horror, a little yeah. bit of misdirection and stuff. But this one is just going, this story was inspired by Ian Fleming. Yeah. Good mates. Yeah, there's none of it, is there? Simple yeah. as that. Watch. Which is really powerful, because now, uh, all I know is that L- Lamb is in it somewhere. Yeah. Um, but, re- some really nice twisty turns in this one. Yeah. So, let's crack on then, Rob. Right, um, uh, it starts off with Susan George coming into the house. Um, she's uh, yattering on about the, being at the corner shop. Yeah. And we see immediately that it's six o'clock. There's a, there's a close-up of a clock. Oh, yeah. And there's a... Yeah, you get an idea of some of the furniture, fashion, the ornaments and chintz in the house as yeah. well. Yeah. But six o'clock, quite important, yeah. because we, which we'll come back to in a moment. Yeah. Um, and she's saying... You know, we've got some cheesecake, um, yeah. you know, and... She's calling the husband's name. Yeah, Patrick, Patrick. Goes into the room. Um, something that we already know, because we've spotted uh, the, the kind of like the the dead body in the room already, haven't we? We've Yeah, well, we, can see, we can see that there's somebody, somebody lying, lying down. on the floor. Isn't there? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. as she goes into the room, she also sees this. So we're not surprised at this stage. And then she's in utter shock. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've said before, good acting from her. And I think it, it really is. I think it's uh, it's it's really good sort yeah. of in shock acting. I, yeah. I was impressed by Superb. it. Superb. So she, she's, uh, I'll talk about what she's wearing in a moment, but she's, Patrick, you know, and oh no, and then she gets on the phone and yeah. who's this? Who's who is it? Um, who's that? It's me, she said. Yeah. So link. So now, really nicely done. He's obviously linked to the police in some way. Yeah. Because or, she's got a direct number. She hasn't dialed nine nine nine. Yeah. She's dialed somebody that she knows or a desk or something like that. Yeah. In the police force. Yeah. Now. Yeah, they've got links. You ring the police, but at this point, there's no sort of thought of. Calling an ambulance. So she's just gone straight into the police? Yeah. Whereas, you know, I would have thought, ah. would you call an ambulance? It's a bit suspicious, isn't it? Mm. So she, talk, she she calls the police straight away. Mm. Um, and then when the police get there... And, I've got to say, I don't know if this is just a change in sort of tactics since then, but they do arrive without an ambulance. I mean, I think the first thing to say about the police arriving at the house is the classic sort of Brian Blessed entry, which is, she opens the door, Pat! Did they say Pat? Yeah, and it was was like, it was... (laughs) He doesn't even say, hello, are you all right? What's going on? Tell yeah. me about it. Pat, did they say Pat? You know, I'm imagining at this point, what has the conversation been in the police car on the way there? Have yeah. they not said it's Pat? Yeah. Because he's not sure who it is. is. Is it Pat? Somebody said Pat. Pat? Are you sure it's Pat? Pat? Yeah. Well, we best wait until we get there. Pat? Pat? I can't stop thinking about Pat. Are you sure it's not Pat? No. Opens the door. Pat, did they say Pat? <laughs> <laughs> and he's in. He's gone in. And he goes straight into the living room. And she's stood over. She's now then. Let's go back to what she's wearing then. It's kind of like some sort of calf time. Yeah, with leggings on or something. Leg, uh, w- a roll neck woolly jumper underneath. Yeah. Um, Look, it looks a bit sixties. I mean, she's a sixties yeah. person. It looks a bit hippie. But he ushers her into the kitchen. Come on, let's get into the kitchen. And then, I mean, she's proper like proper shocked. Yeah. Here. Okay. So 
Blessed help is, is constantly helping her. Do you want a drink? Do you want a glass of water? Now, we know that uh, later on we do find out that she's actually pregnant, so she asks for water. Yeah. Um, we'll come back to the pregnancy in a bit. Um, but I mean, he's, he's been very officious by this point, Blessed. He's already had a report from his, uh, one of his oppos that there's no sign of forced entry. Uh, and he sort of says, check upstairs. Well, the, they, they're constantly trying to check upstairs. <laughs> like, when, in the background, when they're doing the investigation, you'll see policemen just running upstairs, <laughs> back down again, uh, be checked upstairs. And then late, right at the, sort of like towards the end, <laughs> Blessed says, look, you can stay, stay at my, once we're finished up looking upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Now then, the time scale that this happens is between six o'clock and nine thirty. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and even actually beyond nine thirty because they have to kind of like you know finish up and stuff. Yeah. But in that in that sort of five hour time scale, they're, they're constantly looking upstairs, and yet they still have haven't checked officially checked upstairs, which is just bizarre. But anyway, and you know they must have done because they've concluded there's no sign of forced entry. How would yeah. they know? Anyway, well, it's, so, it's more more three and a half hours, of course, between six and nine thirty than five. Oh no, yeah, but I'm thinking about oh, when the, by the time they've eaten the dinner. Yeah, I'm giving them an hour. Fair so enough. anyway, uh, so blessed gets a sat down, gets his notepad out, and says, "What's going on? Yeah. She, uh, tell me about it. Tell me all about it." And she says, "Well, she went to the corner shop." Yeah, close up of them two of them two here. Again, yeah. very intense. You can see a man. You can see the stairs. Behind him, and probably somebody going upstairs. Pro- as well. Probably is, and I notice there's a man on the phone. Yeah, now he's on that phone for quite a long time. He is also somebody who becomes. Um, he's not a lead character in this. No, but his role is quite. Yeah, it's in your face a little bit. Yeah, yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, but he's he's really bringing where Blessed is obviously a friend of the family. This guy's been called in just to make sure everything's done properly. Yeah, Blessed may have been uh, under scrutiny at some point and said, "Just just get out with Blessed because we're not too sure on his tactics. Yeah. He's heavy-handed." Yeah, he's the sort of you know yeah. when the grieving widow opens the door, he just sort of runs in, but <laughs> <laughs> you know you know just just keep an eye on him. So so yeah, so he is on the phone. He's obviously finding out something. What could he be finding out? Don't know because it does take him an awfully long time to do it. But also, all the information is what she's saying. Yeah. So what they've, could he be finding out? They've come from the police station. She's obviously rung the police station. They've come over in the car without talking about who it might be, which is why Brian has to ask. But then he has to ring somebody, and I. It, again, he's not ringing an ambulance because the. You, you, oh, I suppose it could be an ambulance. It could be because yeah, and it, again, a, it might not be nine nine nine. He could be ringing a direct line. Yeah, you know, it's like the special number but that they have to ring. I would say, you know, when you when you are watching this, and I'm sure you'll want to watch it after hearing all we've got to say about it. Have a look at the man in the background and just sort of pay attention how long he's on the phone. There's even a cut scene at one point to him actually just being on the phone. Yeah, yeah a close-up of him on the phone. Yeah. Not saying anything. No. But what, also, he's not listening to anything on the phone because he's listen, <laughs> he's eavesdropping to what the conversation is in the kitchen. Yeah. Which is Blessed and George having a flashback. Well, rather, she has a flashback. Yeah. So to 5.15, when she says, uh, it's, you know, he... It was about 5.15, I was knitting some stuff. Well, yeah. she never says that, you see it. And he comes home early. He, come, he does, he comes home early. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I almost expected the sort of mingle, mangle. So do you know, you yeah, have that noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like but it was yeah. more a mirror ball that did that. Yeah, effect, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 But yeah, it is a Scooby-Doo flashback. And she's obviously telling him about what's happened. Yeah, in, from her in, point of view. In this flashback, in that's, this flashback. That's what it's about. So he says, she says... Um, 
oh, this is where she announced, well, not announces, but this is where we found out she's pregnant because she says, you know, he's kicked again today. Yeah, because he, he says to her, how are you? Yeah. And she says, we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, that's another good yeah point. And then he sits down and he's obviously in a grump. He's obviously, well, when I say grump, he's obviously got something on his mind. And yeah. It's, it's yeah, a problem he's, thing. He's very detached. I mean, she yeah. says, I'll get you a drink, it's all ready. And then she goes over and I'm thinking, what's ready? Because she actually opens a bottle of whiskey, or yeah. at least takes the lid off it. She then gets some ice out of a bucket, and she's going to get him some, some soda. There's nothing ready there. No, but also... I mean, it's been brewed, I yeah, suppose. Also, or you do distilled. Unless, unless that uh, alcohol setup and ice setup on the side is different to what he normally expects... That would be the, I've got it all ready for you. Oh, right. It, unless that's different. But we don't know what happened the day before, so we don't know if it's different. We do know different. He, he generally has soda in it. Yes, but this time he wants it neat. Yeah. With, with just ice, so it's uh, a whiskey. On the rocks. On the rocks, yeah. Yeah, as it comes, he says, yeah, doesn't he? as it comes. Um, and then she says, you know, what's your day been like? And he says, oh, it's just a bunch of crimes that I've been dealing with. And he, he mentions a few. There's, like, quite a lot of crimes. Yeah, he's been he's been looking into four different jobs. And yeah. he's, he's like, what is the GBH? There's two GBH, I think. Uh, take it, uh, demanding money with menaces and a, and, and a dead body. And a dead body that they're going to... Treat as a murder. Treat as a murder, yeah. yeah. Um, and then he mention, he says this. He goes, people are awful. And then pause. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, what's that? I don't know. That, that I mean, that obviously means something. But it, it's obviously, obviously, it's giving us an idea of at the end there. If you watch it again, and then you see this bit here, yeah. it's like, yeah, there are some people that, that you know. When you find out what's happening, yeah, you actually realise that he might be the awful person in this because of the news he's about to give her. Yeah. So maybe it's just a guilt thing that's on his mind. Yeah. So do you think it's a bit of lair in that? Uh, I think that, yeah, he he's setting it up because she's acting all nice, but he's acting really, really bizarrely yeah. just dreadful. Yeah, just and she's, of, she's sort of all lovely and cuddly, yeah. isn't she? And he's that. not rude, he's just, as you said, cold. detached. Yeah, he's just cold. Yeah. It's, it's all weird. And then she mentioned, you know, we've got cheese and... I'll get you some cheese and crackers. And it's Thursday, you find out that on Thursdays they usually have a Chinese. I don't want a Chinese, he says. Yeah. And it, and then uh, she says, oh, it's all in the freezer. I've got some stuff in the freezer. Yeah. You in the new freezer, And says. you in the new freezer. Now then, I, what I decided to do was look into... Because... I think we take for granted that we have a separate freezer for things, yeah. uh, whether it's a fridge freezer or if it's a freezer block in, in 2016. But actually, in those days, the, new, the freezer, freezing goods, was a cool way of saving a bit of cash, like buying a bunch of goods and then eating it over a period of time. So yeah. your, your shopping bills were less each time because you'd already got some stuff in the freezer. Right. Now, so that would have been a perfect prize on a game show, wouldn't it? Yeah, like like three two one. Three two one. Well, no, three two one is the exception because where in um, Bullseye wasn't out at this stage, but in Bullseye you get like the teas made. Yeah. You get like I don't know a settee, if that. You yeah. get like a foosball table. There was the sort of speedboat that nobody, nobody ever, ever won. won. Yeah, but in three two one, the, the there was a the first ever episode. Yeah. The prize was a pet dog. No. Yeah, it was a St. Bernard. A real one? Yeah, and a year's supply of brandy. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, in another episode, you had a, you, you won a share in a racehorse, and in another one, you won some gold nuggets. 
<laughs> but so that was three, two, one. Definitely the exception. But Ooh, when you interesting, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But usually it would be like enjoy this new fridge freezer. Yeah, um, and it would be kind of like keep yourself cool with this new fridge freezer. It would be that. Well, while somebody pointed at it. Yeah, exactly. A, a, an attractive. Yes. It, it would have been a woman in those days, wouldn't yeah. it? Really. I mean. Anyway, so he mentions this, and which you so there's the in, the stuff that's being frozen, the fact there's a freezer, there's a lot of this freezer talk. I mean, but one thing that's clearly not in the freezer is vegetables, just meat. Yeah, because yeah. she's got to go out of the shop for the vegetables. Now, I, I found that strange. I mean, maybe it's because freezers were new, and so people didn't know about this. I mean. I remember when we got a, uh, a fridge for the first time when I was very small, and uh, around about that time I was introduced to yogurt because it was, you know, again in those days it was a bit exotic. You know? <laughs> so my mum had been eating a yogurt. I don't like raspberries. Uh, that that does become important. She'd been eating a yogurt, and uh, I said, "Oh, I'd like to try one of those." And uh, I said, have you got, she does strawberry, have you got another strawberry one? She said, oh, I'll have a look. And she came back uh, with a, an open pot of uh, strawberry yoghurt and gave it to me. And uh, it later turned out that there wasn't another strawberry one. And she therefore opened a raspberry and poured it in her pot. Now, I thought, <laughs> it, it's a nice sentiment. But it's something that I thought, no, I don't know. know so know. dishonest. Yeah. And, and you know, and then it made me reflection. I'm sort of, I'm thinking, and I say I don't like raspberries, and I couldn't even spot that one raspberries. Does this make me look like a fank? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, my yoghurt angst does not <laughs> stop there, right? Because we were one of the first sort of people on the street to get a fridge. Uh, it's not that we were rich or anything like that. It's just... It happened that way. And so other neighbours used to put stuff in our fridge. So after I'd sort of established this dependency on yoghurt, uh, I, I was in the house and I went and got myself one. I ate it and uh, my mum comes in and she says, where's that from? I've got it out of the fridge. She says, oh, that's Elsie's yoghurt. And I felt so guilty. <laughs> to this day... If I'm going to get something out of the fridge or out of the cupboard, even if I'm at home with my wife and there's just the two of us, I will ask her if I can have it. Not, I suppose, because I fear it might be Elsie's, but because I'm, I'm emotionally scarred by it. <laughs> and, anyway, I, I do digress, but it's a good freeze, yeah. stroke fridge story there. Though. But this, I think this is the point of this bit is here, is the reason why nobody really bats an eyelid about how much this freezer stuff is mentioned and how much, you know, the... the I guess the meat and stuff like that. It's because it was probably a brand new thing. So everybody was like, yeah, you know, oh yeah, cool. Yeah. They're talking about the freezer. They're proud of their freezer. Yeah. Which, um, then we, so just to recap on what's the, the emotions of what she's all like, you know, fun. You kind of like trying to bring a bit of joy and he's just not there at all. And in fact, he's being quite curt at times as well. Yeah. Cold, detached, yeah. curt, and, you know, then I think, and, and you've got to remember, she's been, the reason that we're sort of seeing this is because she's telling it in flashback yes. to the Brian to, Blessed character. So we flash forward to the coffee table, the kitchen table again, at which point Blessed says, So there was nothing about Pat's manner which was unusual. Which the fucking well was. <laughs> it was everything about it was unusual. It must be that he's, he is that sort of cold, detached yes. sort of person. Unless we, she could have just been missing out the bits that well, he was an angry. I, I thought about it. 
Right. It has to be that, doesn't it? I don't. I don't know. I mean, it, is it is it a joke? Because it did make me laugh when it made it made me laugh. And because I think that what what we later find out about Pat, yeah, okay, is quite important to the motives of what's happened. Yeah, yeah. So is she just emitting the fact that he was in a grump? Yeah, because she wanted to play this happy family side of things, and therefore there was she was out. Of, yeah, the framework. But in that case, if it had been told like that, if she if she'd have been telling it to Brian, we'd have probably seen it like that. Yeah, good point. But then just, I guess just, yeah. That, but then I guess in twenty four, twenty five minutes, whatever these episodes length are, then that you, yeah. you've got to be kind of like we've got to get to the point here, guys. Yeah, that's yeah. not much about. But I did think it was a classic anyway, line. It was good, yeah. So nothing unusual about his manner, and we were like everything was unusual about his manner. Um, so then. Um, they're struggling. The policemen are now struggling. It's uh, identified that the body was uh, ki- sorry, Killed. sorry. Time. Patrick was killed between five thirty and six pm, and that's pretty much all that can work out. So yeah. blessing just goes fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there's well, a bit of a discussion at this stage about what the weapon might have been. Yeah, because uh, it's a. It's I've written this as a blunt force trauma. Right. Now they don't ever say that. But I know that because I, I, I like to watch whodunits and stuff like that. Right, and, right. And blunt force trauma is is often mentioned because it's you know you can't you can never really pick up what the weapon is, right? It's, unless it's like a hammer with a serrated edge or something like yeah. that. But blunt force trauma is often a, a wide range of weapons. So they're in that predicament at the moment. What's the fucking weapon? But what they are going to far as at this point is to conjecture that it might be made of metal and it's got a handle on it. Why did they say that? Don't know. Well, I know with the handle because they say because of the sort of swing of it. Yeah, but but me- metal. But metal. There's no. I mean, it could be anything. Yeah, it yeah. could be wood. There's been no sort of unless it couldn't be wood because there would be frag- uh, little but splinters. Do you need to be a bit early to? Yeah, to- uh, obviously. I mean, this is again just to just to bring this confusion about what the weapon might have been. I think, but, but yeah. assuming it's a weapon. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, a, me- a metal weapon. It's probably not the right thing to do. And, and what what's said round about this time for the first time is um, find the weapon, and you'll find uh, Brian Blessed says find the weapon. The doctor comes back with the other half of this, which is apparently some sort of accepted or known <laughs> phrase. You'll find the man. That that's right, doctor says uh, Brian Blessed. <laughs> so that's that appears there. Or the lamb. Or the lamb. Well, I'm jumping ahead slightly. That, that that is the first time that find the weapon is, but it's not the last. Yeah. So our story now revolves around. Oh, this weapon seems to be big news to these guys. Yeah. So let's find out what's actually killed him. In the meantime, Brian Blessed sent somebody to the corner shop. He says, "Check the corner shop." Yeah. He didn't say for what. No. Um, and I think some one of the policemen also goes back upstairs of to course. do some more yeah, searching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now. The camera points at her. She's yeah. on her own. Yeah, yeah. And we go into another flashback. That's right. But this it, is not a flashback that seems to be inspired by her talking to him. She's just thinking this. Yeah. We now know this isn't a story that's being sold. Yeah. This is actually what what's, what's in her head. So what actually happened was she gets back home. They're having this discussion yeah. about... Uh, why he's in a mood yeah and it turns out he's been seeing somebody Barbara Barbara she's called Barbara he shouts yeah and so he, he doesn't actually say I've been having an no. affair 
No. He just says... She's called Barbara. She's called Barbara. And then... Now, she's in her face. She doesn't say anything. No. But she's getting angry. You know, she's not grimacing or anything like that. But you can just tell us this is Susan George. Yeah, that's finest. proper acting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, can, oh, you can see it in the face. Um, and then he says... It's not her fault. Don't yeah, blame her. You aren't to blame Barbara. It's yeah. not her fault. And I'm and I'm sort of thinking, who's he saying to blame for this? Yeah, well, he's I, obviously he's, 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 yeah. he's self-justifying to a huge degree, saying I've got to be fair. Uh, I've tried not seeing her. I'm not proud of myself. Yeah, there needn't be any fuss. You know, he's, yeah. he's taking control of this sort of so situation. He, he says, you know, you can't say anything about this because I'm I might get sacked. Yeah, and. We, I'm going to take care of you and the baby, so don't worry about that. Yeah. But I'll obviously need my job in order to do that. So let's keep this minimal fuss. Yeah. And we'll, you just part. At, we, at which point, even though we've sort of been in close up, a tear for tear. Yeah. She's obviously got some rage, and she goes off, and she's still talking. Well, she's still got in. We think at least I'm going to have to go and get some food. Yeah. She looks to be in shock. Yeah. I so think. anyway. Then the, there's a commercial break at that point there, yeah. isn't there? So we don't know what happens next. But she comes back and she's stood in the doorway with a leg, a frozen leg of lamb, and then fucking whack. Yeah, she she bonks him on head because he's saying he's going out. We know where he's going. He's oh, going good. to see Barbara. She's yeah. not going to have that, is she? No. What does she do? She does Funk. the only thing that she can. Yeah. So she, as you say, she hits him with the lamb. Now, at what point do you think she's sort of come to this conclusion that the lamb? The lamb hammer is the the lammer. No, I think she's gone to get food. She picks up the lamb and then realises that that, I could hit him with this. Right. Actually, I don't think she wanted to kill him. I don't think that was an attempted murder. Right. I think she's just mad and just bumped him on head. Right. And then realised that, oh, she's actually killed him. But But also, what I should add... Uh, to that theory is that at no point does she seem to show any remorse over about what she's done. No, but I don't no. think it was premeditated. I think it was just pure rage. No, she doesn't seem to show any remorse. She seems to be quite composed, doesn't she? Yeah, so, and, and which is what happens next is then she decides that she's going to go out. This plan formulates super quick. Yeah, she goes right. Uh, I'm just going to go out, and that might be because it's a semi-detached house, and she needs to let the neighbours know she's talking yeah. and stuff. Yeah. In which case. You know, she's kind of setting the scene up as if nothing's happened. Yeah, she practices in the mirror, talk, yeah. talking to the shopkeeper yeah. at, the, at the local deli. Um, and then um, cut to real time. Yeah, cut to real time. And she's peeling potatoes. She's peeling potatoes. She's also put the leg of lamb in the oven at this stage. Well, that's happened at some point. I'm thinking before. Oh, does she do that before she goes out? Yeah. Ah, right. I think she's put that in before she goes to the shop. Right, okay. I mean, yeah. It's 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 not clear, is it? But But she's also, she also, when she's doing the potatoes and stuff, this is, she's still crying and whatever. The the policemen still believe this story. Now, we know she's a murderer, but actually, we're on her side right now. We are. I mean, I did check, actually, because I was wondering about the timings, and I checked how long it would take to cook a, a leg of lamb from frozen. So I checked in Sainsbury's website, other supermarkets are available. Two and a half hours, they reckon. So it does actually sort of fit in. It might have been a bit well done. From frozen? Yeah. That's good to know. Because it depends on the size, yeah. obviously, so don't go on that. Always weigh it, read the labels. But generally speaking, I looked at, looked at that. A good, a good 
piece of lamb is the shoulder, by the way. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Love the shoulder of lamb. Probably not kill somebody with the shoulder, would you? Or if it was frozen, maybe you would. But no, no handle on it, you see. Depends how big the shoulder is. Yeah. The neck would be the handle there. Um, so, I uh, made a note here. She's cooking the fucking murder weapon. Yeah. Which is like that whole thing of, you know, shoot somebody with a, an arrow made of ice... Yeah. And then he goes through them and then melts. Murder weapon's gone. No, no evidence. No, no evidence. So yeah. this, now, going back to what the policeman says about find the weapon, find the man, the, the likelihood is now they're not going to see this, find this murder weapon. Absolutely. So um, then... Um, then she starts talking to Brian again. He, he apologises for leaving Oh, he gets her. his notepad back out, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. He said, sorry for leaving you. It's probably yeah. been upstairs. And then she tells a story about when she went to the corner shop. So we're now back in flashback to Brian rather than flashback in head. Yeah, so she's telling the story yeah. about when she went to the, the corner shop. Now then, the, the corner shop we also know was opened specifically for her. Yeah, yeah. Because at the same time, the, the corner shop man is is telling the policeman about the fact it was the store was closed, but yeah, for yeah. It, I'll open it for her. He obviously likes Yeah, it. he describes her as beautiful. Yeah, he? but it's, which is, it's nice and everything, but he obviously knows she's married because he's... So he's going to get nothing out of his infatuation, so he's yeah. quite innocent. I mean, I've got to say, he doesn't look like a deli to me. It looks more like, like the shop in The Two Runnings where you buy four candles from. Yeah, that's right. A, like bit, a bit art writer, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or, so or he, Monty Python. That's, yeah, it's, it's, it must have been one of those types of shop in the 70s that you went and you got most things. Yeah. You got yeah. candles and handles. And you got hose and O's. You, you got those sorts of things in this shop. And legs of lamb. And legs, of course, well, no, legs of lamb she'd already got. Sorry, she, she has. Yeah, she's she's gone to the veg and cheese. And cheesecake, as, she, yeah. as we found out. And she buys a pound of broccoli. Now, that's a lot. That's like half a kilo, isn't it? Yeah. That, for two of them. So they've got, there's two of them. They've got a leg of lamb, which is a big one. It's big enough to kill somebody. Two pounds of potatoes she buys. And a pound of broccoli. Yeah. That is quite quite a feast to be yeah. knocking up for now. Yeah. It's going to be getting late at night. Yeah, that's right. Maybe she. I mean, maybe it was just that discounted because it was yeah. perishable. Because well, he's pushing the cheesecake. Yeah, yeah. He, really, he wants rid of that cheesecake. It's yeah, going to go off and stuff. Yeah. And does it sound good to you? Because she asks for ice cream. No, no, no. He says no. Cheesecake with currants in. <laughs> <laughs> now. To me, that really... I, I'm not keen on curries, <laughs> but, but in the cheesecake? Yeah. Blueberries? Strawberries? Not raspberries, obviously. <laughs> but currants? No, I've never heard of No this. wonder he's pushing it. No wonder he's left. <laughs> I, went, I went up to... One thing that I... currants! <laughs> one thing I really hate... Where's Barbara? <laughs> one thing I hate about uh, going into shops is the upsell. Oh, as you bought that, why not? Yeah. yeah. The other day, I went to the bakers, the local bakers, just to get some bread so that I could have a sandwich. And went in, ordered it, and uh, the one behind the counter says, anything else today? Now, that's another thing, right? They always say today. Today, yeah. Now, it's got to be some sort of psychological trick. I don't know, it sounds a bit paranoid, but they always say that. And I always say to them, not today, no. Which sort of makes my wife Ella a bit edgy because she knows that I'm sort of like having a bit of a play, which she always gets. So, anything else today? No, thank you, I said. I said, oh, she said, right. Then she says to me, would you like a baguette for 75p? And I'm thinking, no. 
I've told you, I don't want anything else the whole day. Why are you doing this to me? I'm thinking of having a T-shirt made, right, which just says no upsell. And when I present myself at a counter, I'll just, I'll just have it there. And they do this at, uh, I do a lot of travelling with work, right. and I'm constantly using the service stations. And in one of the, like WH Smiths or something like that, you go and pay for something, and on the front there they have three chocolate bars that would be a pound. Yeah. So like a dairy milk or a packet of randoms or something like that. Right. <laughs> say, would you like one of these for a pound? I was like, well, obviously not, because I'd have given <laughs> you that yeah. already. And like the money, it's not the money. It's, I don't want that. I don't <laughs> want that thing. As, um, I, I guess there are times when you go, oh, that bar's 75p. Yeah. But that that one there is like twice the size. And so I'm, I guess I get the why they would do that. But yeah. why? But I would see that and just go... Why, well, why isn't that over on the shelf where I could have made an informed decision? It ought to be assumed that if you've made a selection of some goods, they're the goods you want. Yeah, that's it. That, that, and I'm out. You know, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, that's all I expect. I mean, shop, shopping in general is fraught with it. I, what I didn't know is that uh, an often used um, sort of gambit or ruse is that the person selling you something will say, I've got that at home. I've got one of those. Yes. Now, I, yes. I, I, I used to see a girl, and she was a, well, she, was, she described herself as a freelance home e- economist. And uh, she was telling me about this day when she was selling microwaves. And uh, she's talking to a person about this microwave, and she, uh, call it a sharp. And uh, she says to him, oh, I've got that at home. And he said, oh, that's a bit strange, because yesterday I came in and I was looking at Panasonic, and he told me you'd got that at home. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like I saw an episode of The Apprentice the other day right. where they go, oh, it's for my daughter or it's for my dad or something. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what do, when these people turn up with a film crew yeah. and they're clearly on The Apprentice, do they not think that that's a bullshit story just to get this at a marked price? Yeah. That's absolutely wrong yeah. when you're saying that. Yeah. But also, I'd be going, let's see a picture then. Let's get her on FaceTime now, stood next to that microwave or him. Next to the microwave, and I just want to prove this story because if you need to lie about this, what else are you lying about? Exactly, Jimmy, my son. Now then, this there's a, I've written this note down here, and it was something to do with the music. But she, got, it, the music goes, and it's like really sinister, right? But I don't remember why it went brang. But all the time now, as we're getting to the later part of this story, is the sinister side of it is coming through, the the misdirection. Yeah, the twists and turns you can see them happening so all of these things we're introducing the idea that she could get caught here she, yeah. that one wrong move and she's out Yeah, but as we said earlier even though she's killed a fella I'm actually sort of on her I want her to get away with this yeah I don't know what that's about I mean I, I don't think what he did was right what I'm saying is I don't think he deserved to be murdered for and yet you still but I still of... want her to win this I think, I think it's because it's a clever crime yeah. Well, you see, I, you see, I'd not actually sort of realised that, but I wanted to get away with it. Yeah. But but for me, I think it's because he's he's so awful to her. Yeah, that's right. You, you, yeah, which was what was missing from William and Mary for me is that I didn't get an idea of how actually awful he was. But this, yeah, he is. He's not just like she's she's the mother of his child. Yeah. They're clearly well. She thought they were happy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, not only is he dropping a bombshell, but he's being a twat about it as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, backstory. That's what's missing yeah. in William and Mary, isn't it? But it's here, expertly done. I, I think even the dialogue's better. Yeah. Than it is, you know. 
So uh, the body is being moved out of the living room at yeah. this point, and she, hysterics yeah, she goes hysterical. Good acting yeah. again, tackled by Brian. It looks it, you can only describe it as being tackled. Yeah, and also cameraman wasn't ready for the tackle because they go out of shot a couple of times while they're trying to get them back into the frame. But she says something here. She goes, "It was me." Okay, right. And then blessed goes. You can't blame yourself. You can't. And and then of get course. Us, and it's at that point we get the second iteration of when we find the weapon. It's the old story. We've got the man. Yes, we've got it. It, yeah. it comes up there again. So uh, it doesn't matter how much she confesses; they can't believe that it was her who did it. They're looking for every irrational way that this murder happened, yeah. rather than the one rational way, which is when people see ghosts or pretend to see ghosts. Yeah, and then they <laughs> they spot something which is like a bush and go, oh, "It was a ghost." Yeah, rather than saying. Obvious answer is it's a bush or a tree or a shadow or something like that. Yeah. Remember when we went to that haunted Absolutely. house? Absolutely, that that did it for me. Right. Oh, that's that was. I was. I don't know whether I believed in ghosts at that point or not. Right. That was the moment I stopped believing in ghosts. Me, me, me too. Up until that point, I would not have dreamed of walking through a churchyard at night. You know, but since then, well, the first thing, and this is a question my my wife always been: Why is it that if you're looking for ghosts? You have to go at night time. Yes, well, yeah, because they should be out at all points. Yeah. And it's harder to see in the night time. <laughs> Those shows where they put infrared, no, uh, like a night light on. It's yeah. not infrared, is it? It's, a, it's some sort of yeah, it's visual display. Yeah. It used to be infrared. When they yeah. badger watch, it was. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's a bit better than that yeah. now. But so night, you can see like this night vision. Night vision, yeah. And, well, they're not going to see nothing. And then you've got Yvette Fielding. What was that? And it's just people frighten themselves in the dark, isn't it? Just nonsense. Well, when we went to that haunted house, yeah. and we was... First of all, they locked us in that room. And, and a lot of it is to do with the setup, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. It's put you into that frame of mind where anything that you can't explain then you is can a ghost. Yeah, yeah. Where anything that I couldn't explain, I explained very quickly with, it was a shadow, It was it's an old house or whatever it is. Yeah. But when we did the seance thing yeah. it, towards the, like, three o'clock in the morning or something like that and I was I was cold oh it's freezing yeah and I was knocking my knees against the table on purpose no well because I was shivering I was kind of but then I realised I was moving the table and they were uh, the leader person whoever that guy was um well the rear the the ghost rear whatever he said it's a gift from the gods yeah isn't it and I was like well I'll I'll keep doing this for the next (laughs) day so I did so I kept lifting the table with my knee (laughs) For 30 minutes, because it would just, it felt like the only thing to do. I felt, I, I feel bad. But I also, I paid money to do that. Yeah. And they took my money yeah. to pretend that there was a bunch of ghosts. They can't believe in it. But we did. And, but as I say, for me, the value of it has been, I now can walk anywhere, anytime of the night, and I just don't have any sort of fear of ghosts at all. Yeah. Com- completely agree with that. I forget where we actually, why we mentioned the ghosts thing. Uh, yeah, not not uh, not remembering that at all. I mean, the last thing we were talking about was the second usage of uh, finding the weapon. Mm. Oh, fair enough. Anyway, so she then goes, after a while, Oh, Lord, the yeah. lamb! Yeah, and by this time we know it's 9.30. It's 9.30, so the lamb is ready to come out of the oven. Yeah, probably a bit too ready, because yeah. it's been in now since at least six, before six. We yeah, so, it's, 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 so it plus. could be well-cooked lamb, Yeah, or maybe it just wasn't on a high setting, you know. Yeah, yeah, I suppose she's cooking it from... Yeah. But then, you know... Not, to, it's not to, Sainsbury's recipe. No, yeah. yeah. So, um, unless you... Yeah. Uh, so then she insists 
Wait there, I can't eat this. Yeah. But there's a lot of you here, you've missed your supper because you've been in my house. Yeah. Which is really nice, actually, because the stories often do this, that make things happen to force things to happen. So this being set between those times at night means that means that they have missed their tea. Yeah. And yeah. so it was really nice. Whether that was intentional or not, but it certainly makes it work. At least, yeah, it does, know. yeah. Yeah. Um, and she basically insists that the policemen cook yeah. it for themselves. So. Well, it's cooked. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, eat it. Yeah, yeah. Where, and yeah, eat got... this fucking weapon. Which is... Is is the twist in it? Yeah, but also there is another bit of a twist here. Um, is that the policeman, when when Blessed is removing the meat from the cooker, they're all going, "Oh, lovely, Jack, lovely, lovely." Yeah. And I thought he's not saying that she's cooked it; he's taking credit for himself. <laughs> so there's another twist right there. It's like, yeah, I got away with that. They also admire his carving skills. Don't carving you? skills. It's basically is 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 I need a hero. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, well, I suppose they're sucking up to him because like Di's just just dead. He's yeah. he's the DS. I suppose there's going to be promotions. And in fact, that is mentioned because it's at this point the third time that we get the old sort of sorry. Somebody says, "Find the weapon, find the man," and one of the other ones says. Ooh, are you looking for promotion? You know. Yeah. So, the, because this, the, 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 I think worthwhile pointing out that this is a, it's not done in one scene. This is over a period of a few hours. Yeah. And so we we do cut a little bit, but uh, they started eating, yeah. and now they finished eating. Yeah. And, and while the, they're eating, they're speculating on the. Yeah, way. exactly. They're in the conversation. And stuff it's in either. their mouths. Yeah. It's both literally yeah, and figuratively. Figurative. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, and. We she we we cut back to Susan George who's in the living room knitting, and then after a while just lets out a lovely little laugh. Yeah. She smiles first and then a lovely little laugh. Because what they've said at that point is we're doing her a favour, and I think she thinks you are more yeah. than you know. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Because she's not going to. Well, they also know that he had, um, if not necessarily affairs, but that he he was a ladies' man. Yeah. They they mentioned that in yeah. you know could could it have been one of them as the yeah. uh, you yeah. know they're still speculating about who could have done it that the, the murderer must have been watching the house before uh, and then when she left went in um, and then they finish the tea walk away walk away but then. And the policeman who was on the phone for a phone guy, yeah, phone guy, ended up going upstairs. He looks back, yeah. And at that point, did you think the same as I? Yeah. Which was he's worked it out, yeah, because he walks over, doesn't he? Because he sees the bone on the table, yeah. But and what I'm he thinking, does, oh yeah. no, you know, they're going to catch him. Yeah. We're obviously wanting him to escape because yeah. of what a per- what a gift that man is. And, and so he sees the bone on the table, realizes that that's the murder weapon, and then. Is going to, you know, that's what we feel is going to happen. But what actually happens is, um, he picks the plate up and pops it in the bin. (laughs) (laughs) That is a classic, it is, yeah, episode. An absolute classic is everything. It has the big star, it has this nice set piece, it has one. It, it can't, I'm not because it was filmed in, in different parts of the house and also there was a, there was a corner shop involved. Yeah. But it, it felt quite close. It felt like I was really part of that action. Yeah. I wasn't looking at this as an outsider. I was looking at this properly in. Yeah. Lovely story. Some really nice twists along the way. Good acting. Good dialogue. Great acting. Great script. And really nice, great crime uh, story. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, though, 
We did never get to see upstairs. No. So, uh, yeah, so she gets away with murder and we like that. Um, and I think that's really what Tales of Unexpected is about. It's yeah. not, not necessarily what's morally right or correct. No, as, as you say, anything happens in that world. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's more about... Well, I suppose it's about people getting their just desserts. I mean, you know, we, we talked about how uh, Roald Dahl seemed to sort of be keen that ch- children who behaved well were rewarded and those who were, weren't uh, suffered for it. I think in this one, you do. there are a few themes developing here, which is that... A person who acts badly gets the just desserts or desserts, yeah. and quite often it's in this. It's a it's a woman who's been sort of um, wronged, yeah. yeah, and then it all turns out right for in the end. I, yeah. I, I see. And then again, what he did wasn't wasn't. Um, he sh- I don't think he should have been killed for, but, mm, but there is that. In the tales of the unexpected, if he's going to die, yeah, we we certainly don't want her to be charged for this no and that's, that's just weird so now what would have been a great extra ending to this it would have been really really horrible but mm. that the guy at the corner shop uh, was charged <laughs> because Cause it, cause he it, fancied her yeah. and it, he knew that he, she was out and yeah. stuff that would have been a really nice twist I mean yeah. I think I've improved that episode uh, improved a really good episode by the way Thanks for listening. That was uh, Lamb to the Slaughter, episode four uh, of series one of The Tales of the Unexpected. Um, and next week is going to be as intriguing. Uh, it is my favourite, The Landlady, which was uh, the reason why I enjoyed The Tales of the Unexpected so much, which was um, part of a, a series of short stories from, what did you say it was? Kiss Kiss. Kiss Kiss. kiss. Um, and, um, yeah, that's what we'll be discussing next week. Everything okay, Rob? Yeah, everything's fine. Looking forward to that. Okay, cool. Right, uh, we'll join you. We hope we, that you join us next week. So we'll see you then. Ta-ra. Yes.